Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's Duffy's Tavern, the Friday night transcribed feature on NBC's all-star festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by the makers of Anison for fast relief from pain of headache, neuritis, neuralgia. By RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television. And by Chesterfield, the cigarette that has for you mildness with no unpleasant aftertaste. The cigarette that brings you Bing Crosby and Bob Hope. And now, here we go, friends, to Duffy's Tavern, starring Archie himself, Ed Gardner. Hello, Duffy's Tavern, where do you leak meat to eat? Archie, the manager speaking. Duffy ain't here. Oh, hello, Duffy. Hey, guess what I did last night? Now, go ahead and guess. Now... No. I went to the opera. <laughs> huh? I was not. I was cold sober. <laughs> you should have seen me, Duffy. I wore my dark pinstripe suit, and I rented a top hat. <laughs> I felt right at home, you know. You, you couldn't tell me from Mrs. Astor's horse. <laughs> Duffy, that's a very profane remark. <laughs> huh? Well, uh, the opera, it's, it's just uh, like a concert, you know, only instead of the three B's, the opera is more like the three L's. Long, loud, and lousy. <laughs> yeah, it's very overrated, Duffy. You know, it's a kind of a thing you, you like if you have culture, but if you just got brains, you can't stand it. <laughs> All right, call you back, Duffy. What is it, Miss Duffy? A customer just made a pass at me. Congratulations! <laughs> Customer made a pass at you, huh? Yeah. Well, don't you think you ought to do something about it? Well, I certainly do. If he's that drunk, I'd better send him home. <laughs> what did the guy do? He got fresh. He got fresh? How? Well, all I said to him was, Pardon me, stranger, what are you doing tonight? <laughs> so he turns to me with a sneer and says, None of your business. <laughs> Dirty bounder. Yeah. We'll have him ejaculated. <laughs> uh, we'll have Tanya Slavnik throw him out. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. How do you do? <laughs> Look, yes, sir, there's a customer here that I want you to throw out. For what? For insulting Miss Duffy. This is possible. <laughs> and for this, you interrupt my work in the kitchen. What was you doing in the kitchen? Cooking a bucket of hot consomme. Hot consomme? In a bucket? I'm soaking my feet. (laughs) Yasha, please, that's that's very unsanitary. So what? So I lose a few toes. (laughs) I didn't mean it that way. In the future, please use the dishwater. Before or after washing the dishes? After. My dear boss, hmm? speaking of dishwater... Yes? How did you like the opera last night? Well, frankly, I don't think it'll ever replace the old-fashioned earache. <laughs> My boy, you are not a true music lover. You mean you like the opera? To be sure. I am going every night in the week. Every night in the week? Most of course. 
On Monday, I start out with Il Travador, and next, Aida, then Carmen, then Faust, then Kelly. Kelly? <laughs> On Friday night, I'm shooting pool. <laughs> What's happened recently? In the last aria, Aida, the soprano hit a high note. Well, what's so terrible about that? She was aiming for a low one. <laughs> well, things like that won't happen when they put on my opera. You are writing an opera? Yeah. This is like Truman writing a friendly letter. <laughs> Nevertheless, Tanya Slavnik, I am writing an opera. Isn't there enough suffering in the world already? <laughs> but I had no choice. You see, last night after I got home from the opera, I had a dream. And you know who suddenly appeared before me in this dream? Tchaikovsky himself. <laughs> yes, sir. There he was, riding in a golden chariot drawn by two big fat Valkyries. <laughs> Tchaikovsky's whipping him with a spear. Eh? Then all of a sudden, right in the nick of time, in flies a beautiful white swan carrying Peaches Latour. <laughs> Peaches Latour, the striptease. As long as the guy's dreaming, he might as well have a little fun, too. <laughs> anyway, suddenly I hear a voice. Tchaikovsky is talking to me in broken Russian. He says, Comrade Archie, the opera needs no blood. You are destined to be the world's next Meister stinker. <laughs> this is my message, Archie. Heed it. Or you are ein jerk. Tchaikovsky said jerk? Yeah. How would a dead Russian know the word jerk? They had him in his day, too. <laughs> well, anyways, to make a long dream short... I, uh, I decided to write an opera. You are going to write an opera? Why not? Well, do you know anything about chromatic progression? No. Do you know anything about harmonic inversion? No. Then how could you write an opera? Simple. I'm a genius. <laughs> now, let me see. What opera should I write? Uh... Uh, hello, Arch. What you doing? Writing an opera. What's that? An opera? Well, it's, uh, it's like music, only louder. <laughs> For example, you know what burlesque is. Burlesque? So naturally. Well, you throw out the chorus girls and throw out the laughs and throw out the entertainment. Yeah? What's left is the opera. <laughs> Arch. Yeah? Where are they showing the part they throw out? Were you there when Brains was passed out? Yeah, sure, Arch, but I didn't want to make a pig of myself. Well, someday I'll show you what a real opera is like, Finnegan. Now, I'll see you later, gang, and please be quiet. I'm going to the back room and start writing me masterpiece. Quiet, everybody. The boss is decomposing. Yeah, sure. You mean composing. The word decompose means that a thing is rotten and smelly. How do you do?
If you suffer from pains of headache, neuritis, or neuralgia, you should discover what many thousands have known for years, that Anison brings incredibly fast, effective relief. Anison is like a doctor's prescription. That is, Anison contains not just one, but a combination of medically proven active ingredients in easy-to-take tablet form. Probably at some time, you've received an envelope containing Anison tablets from your physician or dentist. Thousands of people have been introduced to Anison this way. Try Anison yourself the next time you suffer from the pains of a headache, neuritis, or neuralgia. You'll be delighted at how quickly relief can come. Anison is spelled A-N-A-C-I-N. Your druggist has Anison in handy boxes of 12 and 30 tablets and economical family-sized bottles of 50 and 100 for your medicine cabinet. Ask for Anison today. Let me see. A opera. In the key of C, by the famous Italian composer, Rimsky Archikov. <laughs> uh, let's see. Scene one, <clears throat> the curtain goes up. The curtain goes up? Yeah. That was your first mistake. <laughs> Josh, I'm, I'm decom. I mean, I'm composing. As the curtain goes up, Toscanini slowly walks over to the podium. The podium speaks. The podium speaks. You expect it to sing? In this opera, the singing don't start till the second act. Now let me see. Uh, act two. A very short first act. Well, I told you, this opera is streamlined. It makes it more commercial. Commercial? Yeah, this way we sell more popcorn. Archie, what do you call this opera? I'm glad you reminded me. I ain't got a title yet now. Let me see. I need something that's classy and at the same time has a broad appeal. Why don't you call it Earl Flynn? Please, Miss Duffy, with me, this is serious business. With me, you think it's a joke? <laughs> Quiet, please. I'm trying to create. Say, Bossy. Hmm? I got a good name for your opera. What? The Barber of Seville. Barber of Seville? Yes, you. That's already been wrote. A city the size of Seville, there's only one barber. <laughs> there's only one barber? Hey, maybe you got something. It's the tale of two cities. We'll call it the two barbers of Seville. <laughs> Now, let me see. We'll need a libretto, some hot towels, a little plasma. Then, for the heroine, we'll bring in a manicurist with a couple of big areas. Now, let me see. What else? Uh, boot black to shine shoes. Archie, you dear, dear boy. Well, Miss Piddleton, this is a surprise. How did you happen to waddle in here today? <laughs> well, Archie, I just dropped in to find out how you liked the opera last night. How did you know I went to the opera? It was I who sent you the ticket. You? Yes. Well, one good time deserves another. Yes, you slipped this tomato a Mickey. <laughs> Archie, don't be angry. It's just that I take a great interest in you, and I don't like to be seeing you at the burlesque. Well, stay away from the burlesque, and you won't be seeing me. 
However, Mrs. Pendleton, it finally turned out that your ill wind blew some good. You see, after seeing that turkey last night, I decided to write an opera of my own. Uh, so, look, why don't you bring down some of them dames from your literary society tonight, and you can listen to it. Oh, but we're planning to go to the Metropolitan. Dirty competition, all right. <laughs> look, instead of the Metropolitan, where you have to pay six bucks a crack to sit in a horseshoe row, why don't you bring the dames down here and listen to my opera? But, Archie, how can I get them to change their minds at the last minute? The dames, ain't they? Tell them there's a sale. Two tickets for $1.98. <laughs> Plus, we'll throw in a free lube job for the hearing aid. <laughs> Well, yeah, sure, Mrs. Piddleton and the ladies are coming down tonight. i got to get me opera ready. Now, let's see. Uh, who can I put in a cast? Well, how about my pupil, Miss Duffy? That half-mast flagstad? <laughs> Please. Miss Duffy has a very rare type voice. What type is that? She is what is known musically as a waterproof soprano. <laughs> a waterproof soprano? What's that? Nobody can drown her out. <laughs> Say, uh, Miss Duffy. Yes? Come on, my little spaniel. Open your vocal cords in glorious song. Oh, thank you, maestro. Ladies and gentlemen, for your small approbation, I will sing the laughing song from Der Fledermaus, a very German opera. <laughs> Marquis, I'm on the Z, the bastard of first to that. Tell her to turn in his tonsils. <laughs> you are inferring that my pupil is terrible? Yes. Horrible? Yes. Disgusting? Yes. I agree with you. <laughs> but she gave me an idea. She, she reminded me of what's wrong with the opera. And I think I can cure it. How? I'm going to take out the singing. <laughs> Here's a word from RCA Victor. 
Well, here it is right in the middle of winter. There's nothing more fun these winter nights than curling up in front of a good warm television set and let the laughs, chuckles, and downright merriment of television entertainment warm the cockles of your heart. And if there's one thing that's more fun than just plain television, it's television on a new RCA Victor set. You probably know that RCA Victor television is America's favorite. That it's called Million Proof because almost two million families today are happily using RCA Victor television in their homes. And you'll know why when you watch the lifelike pictures on RCA Victor's new model, the Kent, now on display at your RCA Victor dealers. The Kent brings you clear, big, 17-inch pictures locked in place by RCA Victor's exclusive eyewitness picture synchronizer. Then, too, look at the value of the RCA Victor Kent. It's like having console television at table model price. You'll say that RCA Victor Television is the best way to warm up your heart with television fun and keep the frost off your pocketbook. Well, Mrs. Pilsen, we're all ready to present the opera. Now, how many ladies have you got here? Eighteen. Eighteen at a dollar ninety-eight a crack, huh? That's twenty bucks. Okay, fork it over. Uh, well, our treasurer has the money, and she says she'll be a little late. She has a slight headache. Wait till she hears the opera. <laughs> no. Well, okay, Mrs. Fiddleton, we'll trust you for the money until right after the performance. Maestro, start the music. Yasha, lock the doors. <laughs> Lovers, tonight the Third Avenue Liederkranz and Madrigal Society <laughs> brings to you a new opera condensed and filched from the Barber of Seville, written by me, Archie. For them of you who do not have libidos, I would like to explain that the opera takes place in Spain, a well-known Spanish-speaking country in the Mediterranean. <laughs> Now, the action takes place during the turn of the century at a time when things were so bad that the century didn't know which way to turn. <laughs> That's just a joke I threw to lightning things up, you know? So now to continue, our scene is an everyday barbershop. <laughs> our cast consists of characters. Okay, maestro, set the scene. Figaro to Baba and mucho disgusto. <laughs> ah. Senorita daughter. What is it, Don Papa? We are in muy trouble. Today, our mortgage on our Baba shop falls due. Don daughter. We. Oui. Why, you know, Mary, honest Don Finnegano, the rich secondhand bull dealer? <laughs> You don't love him. Caramba, I don't ask you to love him. I just ask you marry him. <laughs> Remember, Don Dota, Don Finnegano holds El Mortgage on El Baba shop. Then you marry him. Caramba, how sharper than a thankless servant it is to have a toothless child. <laughs> Don Tambourine, my daughter... Why, you no marry him? Because I love Don Panyaslavnik. Caramba.
remember, you love that loco apprentice barber who sweeps my floors? See, si, see, si. he has swept his way into my heart. Wait. Hark, hark, hark. Here comes Don Penyaslavnik now. Senor Zizis and Senorita Cesar. How are you? Don Penyaslavnik. Usted is the sloppiest Don Barber in all Seville. What's it the matter, boss? Ah, Recibo, what's it the matter? <laughs> this barber shop, she's filthy. Look, ears on the floor from yesterday. <laughs> Don Tanya Slavnik, are you not ashamed of this horrible mess? No, Don Figaro. I love her. Aqua Velva, you... <laughs> you stay away from my daughter, you crummy elf bum. Don Boss, I may only be a cheap apprentice barber, but also I'm a proud citizen of a Seville. And remember the old saying. Archie, this I cannot say. Go ahead, read it like I wrote it. Where there's Seville, there's Seville. <laughs> Don Penyaslavnik, I leave you with Don Tambourine for un momentita. And just to say aloha. Okay? Okay. Okay. What is the lohatsa? Ah, Don Tambourine, we are now alone. Oui, oui, senor. How romantic it is here in the barber shop. It's wonderful being so close to you. It Don... makes me feel very warm. Don Tambourine, you are sitting in a hot towel. <laughs> no, no, it is me Spanish hot blood. She burned for you. Tell me, Don Tambourine, do you love me? <laughs> Is that all I sing? One lousy note? Don't blame me if it's lousy. <laughs> now, leave us continue the opera. Don Figaro speaks. That's me. I say, quote, Don Panyaslavnik, once again, I catch you, you make it a love with my bambino. Now, <laughs> pronto. Scramo, you bum, before I knock your block off. Sir, may I take this opportunity to ask for your daughter's hand? <laughs> Tell you my daughter, she married a rich bull dealer, Don Finnegano, who holds El Mogage on El Barber Shop. He's a filthy pig. Si, si, but a rich one, and charming. <laughs> ah, here comes the filthy pig now. <laughs> Ole! Uh, I mean, hello. <laughs> oh, hi, Don Finnegano. Hi, Don Figaro. Well done to tambourine, my little enchilada. Kiss me, kiddo. Back to the bull ring, you bum. My love, she is for another. Uh, what is this, Don Figaro? Your daughter, she don't marry me. I foreclose your mortgage. Patience, Don Figano. My daughter, she is loco. Loco? Yes. Shy. <laughs> Ask her again. Uh, Don Tambourine, will you 
Mary done me? No. Yes. No. Don Finnegano, I promised my daughter I'll marry you, or my name is not Senor Don Manuel Carlos Alonso <laughs> Rodriguez Figaro Jr. Our scene changes. It is manana. Throughout all Spain, there is great rejoicing. For today, forced into unwanted marriage by her greedy father, Senor Manuel Carlos Alonso, etc., uh, the beautiful tambourine married the fealty pig, Don Finnegano. We now return you to the barber shop. Oh, Don Tanya Slavnik, today my father makes me marry with that fealty pig, Don Finnegano. La Paloma, you have been sold down the Rio. What hard? Here he comes now. Quick, quick, quick. Hide behind the sunlamp. See, see. The booties, booties. Don Panislavnik. Don Finigano, you have the nerve to come to the barber shop on your wedding day. Why not? The day you married the woman I love. Yeah, I didn't come to make you jealous, amigo. I just dropped in for a shave. You want me to shave you? Why not? Cookamonga. <laughs> After you steal my number one girlfriend, you ask me to shave you? Uh, please, amigo, start shaving. I'm in a big hurry. But do you not see how I hate you? My my hand, how she trembles. Well, uh, maybe after you get the razor in it, it'll stop trembling. <laughs> Your life, she's funny. Here on my wedding day, you stand there with the razor shaving the man who stole your girl. Life, she is funny if you live long enough. <laughs> By the way, is the collar loose enough? Yes, I think she's just right. Now I take the razor and I... Stop! What's the matter? That razor. I don't like the look of it. Why not? It looks pretty dull. Okay. <laughs> okay, I sharpen it. Nice curl, Don Tambourine. I sure am a lucky man. Come on, hombre. Don Tambourine is waiting for me at the church. Let's get this over with. Okay, here we go. <sighs> How's that? You know, that's the finest shave that any... Caramba, <laughs> that dead corpse on the floor. Madre McCree. <laughs> Don Tanya Slavnik, I accuse you of murder with intent to kill. <laughs> Take this, you swine. Don, Daddy. See, see, Don, daughter. You have shot the man I love. Don Ponyoslavnik, are you dying? I am not laying here taking a nap. Duke, then there is nothing left for me to live for. Don, daughter, put that bottle down. It is too late, Don Tater. I have already swallowed the bay rum. Bongita. This is the end. Well, Mrs. Fiddleton, I hope you and the ladies like me opera. Now, uh, 
How about the 20 bucks? Sorry, Archie. The ladies have decided to send the money to the Metropolitan. The Metropolitan Opera? No, the insurance company. With operas like that, you'll need protection. 